What if I told you that God could be seen in the most ordinary things every day? That if we just took a break from the busyness of our lives to just stop and look around, to consider the things that we encounter all the time and overlook, the lessons that we would learn from our children and in our homes, our families, what if I told you that everyday ordinary events could teach us extraordinary eternal truths? Would you believe me? Hey everybody and welcome back to the Set Your Mind Above podcast. I'm your host BJ Sype. I am a Christian, a preacher, a husband, and a father. In this podcast, we take everyday, ordinary events and explore how they can teach us extraordinary, eternal truths. I'm so glad that you joined me for this episode. Now, let's open up our minds, our hearts, and our Bibles together. I've just come to accept that these podcasts are sometimes not going to drop when I hope for them to, (laughs) and I'm guessing that by now you've come to understand the same thing. Tuesday was a 17-hour workday for me, and then yesterday our youngest had two follow-up appointments in Lexington after her oral surgery last week, followed up by Bible study at 7, so the podcast is dropping today instead, and I thank you for your patience and your understanding. One of these days, I'll have a boring, predictable, consistent schedule, and I'll miss these crazy times. Anyhow, let's proceed with today's lesson. As I already said, my workday Tuesday started at 5.30 a.m. and ended around 10.30 p.m. After finally jumping off my last engagement for the day, I laid my head down on my pillow and just checked out for an hour before getting some rest. I think we had either Frazier or Perry Mason on in the background, but I wasn't really paying much attention. I was mostly catching up on messages and then playing with Finley, our two-month-old, in bed. As I was catching up on messages on social media, a video a friend of mine had shared caught my attention. It was a man holding a big poster board sign in the middle of a busy sidewalk somewhere in New York City, it looked like. And the sign read something to the effect of, I'm really depressed and have a lot going on. I could use someone to talk to. Certainly a very brave and vulnerable thing for this young man to proclaim publicly to everyone around him. As I watched the video, one minute went by, then two minutes, and so on of people reading his sign and then just walking on by. No one stopped, no one asked if he was okay, and no one offered to sit down and talk with him. Then the video took a sudden turn. He flipped his sign around and with big bold letters declared free money with $20 and $10 bills taped all over the poster board for the public to view. As soon as he did this, within 10 seconds, a small mob had formed around him with dozens of hands clamoring to get their hands on as much cash as they could grab. In less than a minute, all of the money was gone. So he turned his sign back around and showed it to the crowd and watched them all walk away. They only had interest in being given something by him, but had absolutely no interest in giving him something that he needed, which was much more important than money. He needed love. 
and he needed a friend. The entire experiment turned out to be a very sad commentary on our culture as a whole. Granted, there are of course exceptions to this rule. But by and large, in our Western culture, people are not interested in serving others, only in serving themselves. It's about what they can get, not what they can give. I saw a quote actually the other day that summarized what is wrong with our present culture in this one sentence. It claimed, putting yourself first above everyone else is not selfish, it's self-full. Never let anyone guilt you for putting yourself first. (laughs) Well, there you have it, folks. Twisting things to our own destruction at its finest. I'm sure that all of us have witnessed the selfishness in the culture that we are surrounded by in varying ways. In part, all I can say is that it is the result of the broken world that we live in, and it's part of why Jesus came to teach us how to be selfless. But I also have this to say today as I thought about this social experiment— And that is how frequently this very same attitude has been snuck into how people view the church. Allow me to explain. But before we begin, let's begin by defining some terms. For starters, we need to clarify what the church is and what the church is not. The church is not a building. It is not a social organization, and it is certainly not a man-made institution. Again, in our culture, even among believers, when they speak about the church, they are often referring to one of these things. So what then is the church? Maybe a better question would be, who is the church? Well, it's those who have obeyed the gospel and are placed into the body of Christ. In short, the church is the people of God. Speaking of Christ, Colossians 1 and verse 18 says, And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Christ is the head of his church, which is referred to as his body. Okay, but what does that mean? What is his body? This has been explained in many places. But let's reference 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 24 through 27 for now. It reads, But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ, and individually members of it. As baptized believers, who have responded in faith to the grace offered to us freely in Christ Jesus, we are the church. This is a very important distinction for many reasons, but one of the most important reasons comes in how we view the church. This brings us back to our conversation about selfishness in service. Let me ask you this question. Why do you attend the church that you do? I have asked this question of many individuals, 
And let me be honest, often the answers that I get back are very discouraging. I will often get answers like, I just love my church. They have free daycare and free food, and the music is incredible, it's very much my style, and the pastor is funny and makes me feel good, etc. Do you see a trend in these answers? All of these have to do with ways that they are personally served, and that's why they love, quote, their church. The church is viewed as an institution to serve me, and my friends, that is not at all what Jesus died to establish and create. We don't go to church. We are the church. And as such, I do not go to assembly in order to be served, but rather I have been called as the church in Christ Jesus to go and be a servant. Do you see the drastic difference here? Rather than coming to the assembly because I want to be given something, I come to the assembly to be equipped to go out and to give something. Consider Hebrews 10 verses 23 through 25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, all the more as you see the day drawing near. When we come together, we are to motivate and stir each other up to love and good works. The church is the people. And when we come together, it's not only to worship God, but to equip each other to go out and be servants ourselves, just as Christ was a servant. Knowing this, you need to ask yourself, have I had the wrong attitude toward the Lord's church? Am I worshiping where I am simply because I saw a big free sign, but I have no interest in personally serving and helping others? May God make us servants, and as his church and his people, to go out into the world and show them Jesus by the way that we give and love, just as he did on this earth. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode, and I would invite you back every Wednesday for a brand new episode each week. If you haven't already, be sure to find us on Facebook for occasional announcements and special video sessions. If you have benefited from this podcast, please, if you're able to, be sure to share it with someone else that you think could benefit from it as well. Until next time, know that I love you, that God loves you, and may we all each and every day set our minds above. Carrying farther than they know, farther than they know. But if we are the body, why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? And if we are the body, why aren't his feet? Going. Why is his love not showing them there is a way? Cause there is a way. There is a way. 
traveler is far away from home and he sheds his coat and quietly sinks into the back row the weight of their judgmental glances tells him that his chances are better out on the road but if we are the body why aren't his arms reaching why aren't his hands healing why aren't he the words teaching and if we are the body to pick and choose who should come we are the body of Christ if we are the body why aren't his arms reaching why aren't his hands healing why aren't his words teaching and if we are the body why aren't his feet going We are his hand, we are his feet.